Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. HotspringsVillageInsideOut.com, the website. He is Dennis R. Simpson. The other gentleman is Jeffrey Atkins. It's an update on reserve properties, right? From the usual suspects. Jeff, how are you today, sir? Doing great, Dennis. How are you and Randy? Well, we're good. Uh, since we last talked, and by the way, I was looking, uh, and this will be weeks from now that this airs, but when I was looking the other day, we uh, were looking at the Reserve Property YouTube, and our show on Reserve Properties has ironically been the number one show from Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Uh, we talked about some of the Reserve Properties, what's going on. We talked about in that show, we talked about Cortez Beach, uh, how the, what they did with the beach there and, and what they extended there. We, uh, at that time, we, uh, as the, the good book would say, we were discussing with the light we knew. The light we knew was that uh, some things were going in and changing, and things definitely have changed. Uh, Jeff, you and I have purchased, how would you describe it? What have we just closed on? Well, it's 29 acres located the, at the beautiful corner of, of Carmona and Barcelona, the North Barcelona. And Cortez, kind of. And Cortez, kind of. Uh, it's 29 acres. It's got a little bit of slope. It has some good flatter areas in it. And uh, we bought that to hold for investment or potential development. And we don't know yet what we're going to do with it. Um, so, uh, but we just thought we'd get our foot on the door, uh, in the door. And um, we had, I guess, some running around money to buy this from Cooper. And uh, we just closed on it as we're recording this a few days ago. So um, Well, and let's go through the process just to have this conversation. We, we talked about what happened, how they bring it in and whatever. What we found was, as we purchased our own reserve property, uh, was that as reserve property, it had never been surveyed, right? Well, at least if it had been surveyed, they wanted to update the survey. But um, there was a new survey, a full survey done. Um, and uh, Cooper is the one that wanted this done. And I think it was needed for the title work as well. So, uh, and, yeah. and it was not a cheap thing um, that had no, to be done. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah. you know, we saw the cost. Um, but, um, and then there's a supplemental supplemental declaration that actually brought the property into the village. That was our choice. I think we discussed that on the original video, how you could have the choice of bringing something in or not bringing it in um, once it was no longer reserved property. And we also cited where we as far as we knew, there'd only been one property that had been sold that had not been brought into the village. And that was off of Cortez road uh, on the very edge of the village. Does that declaration have to be made when you close on the property? Yeah, it's part of, it's part of the closing. There's a supplemental declaration and I, I could reach back behind me probably and find it real quick and shine it up. The the same, the same. And does the same go for residential versus commercial? I, yeah, it would, there would need to be a supplemental declaration, I believe, for each. And all that has to happen at closing. I would think you would want to do it concurrently okay. at closing, yes. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead, and, and, and let's be specific. Getting your deed. Yeah. 
And let's be specific. We chose to bring it in as commercial, but we could have brought it in as residential. So hypothetically, Randy, it's a 29 plus nearly 30 acre lot. You could have bought a residential property. I mean, you could have brought a a reserve property, brought it in as residential, and you would have had one 30 acre lot ish uh, with one POA due. And you could simply do that as you wish. Now, as commercial, we may divide it up into other things or we may, we don't know. We literally don't know. I, I, I believe this is the last time, uh, first time, Jeffrey, you and I bought something and went, we really don't know what we're going to do with it, you know? Right. Well, so <clears throat> other, other, well, I was going to touch, you're pulling up that file, Al, let me go to other properties real quick. Uh, since we've last talked, we know that there's a proposed spa at the main entrance of DeMonte, where you come into the gates and there's a big, there's a clubhouse there, a guardhouse, I should say. And on either side of that road and on the Eastern side of the road, there's several acres there. And did, did the, Jeff in the paper, did they say how many, uh, how many uh, spa units there was going to be there or whatever? And I had heard, and I don't know, but I had heard it was fractional ownership, which what is that? Well, fractional ownership is just where you have more than one owner. Um, you know, there was something like that proposed by Brent Gray years ago over by um, Granada Golf Course, and the POA board was all on a tizzy about it. But, you know, what difference does it make who owns the property? Um, so uh, I didn't hear about the fractional ownership. I don't think it was that many uh, units. It was it was not huge, uh, but I don't remember the exact number. Well, and as I understand also, we've, we've got, uh, it, it looks like it's coming to fruition. I've, I've talked to Jeff about it, Jeff Hollingsworth about this and not gotten a firm. He says he wants to come on the show and talk with us soon, but apparently there's going to be an 18 hotel room uh, complex across from Pizarro and DeSoto right in that area. Uh, and as I'm understanding it, uh, apparently it's going to be all digital. It's not going to have a front check-in desk like a regular hotel or something like that. It's basically just 18 hotel rooms that you can individually check into, kind of a, a smart hotel is what it sounds like. Uh, Jeff, any any history on that or any details? No, I mean, there's, there's never been anything like that in the village or the spa. So um, it's new ground. Um, it's uh, going to be interesting to see. And, of course, the – how it's implemented is the most important part. Um, but, you know, if you don't have a big hotel lobby, um, you don't have um, the eyesore maybe part of, of a hotel. Um, it's just, it's cottages or it, it's a couple of buildings that look nice. And um, if they do it right, it'll look great. And you might not even notice, you know, it's that sort of thing that you might not even notice, even though it's right there on DeSoto Boulevard, if it blends well with the rest of the village. And we'll we'll link up the Village had, Voice article, but the Village Voice article, I'm looking at it just so that we, according to that sure. report, it's 5.71 acres for the lodge, and then on the other side is 3.25 acres for the spa and whatever else. Uh, 14 buildings. On wooded acres, a small conference center, meeting rooms, spa, the whole bit. But as far as the residential ownership options will be available in 10-week fractional increments for deluxe double two-bedroom, two-bath luxury suites. It does not say how many. And I don't want to jump ahead. A lot of people have equated fractional ownership with timeshare, and it may be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. 10 weeks is kind of an interesting 
seeing spin. Uh, and Jeff, just and that's you, Randy. You're referring back to the spa, and that's exactly correct. Jeff, the the 18 unit hotel that we're talking about down the way that'll be a like a smart hotel that apparently won't have a lobby or anything. How will they will they pay per unit or per room for? I mean, how does the POA how will they assess dues or do they? That's um, I I really can't say for sure. Uh, typically, it'd be one assessment per unit. But it's one piece of commercial property as well. You know, like when you have a, uh, say, where the REMAX building is, there's all those other offices there. Um, is that one plat of land that has one assessment? Is it 10 plats of land that have 10 assessments? You know, does it really matter that one building has two, like it has the dentist office and it has something else in it? Well, actually, mm-hmm. the dentist office is a whole building by itself. But say uh, where Artfully Brewed is, uh, is yeah. has several other businesses that are in that same building. Well, you know, that's probably just one assessment at most because it's mm-hmm. it's one legal plat. Now, I don't know exactly how that's platted, but another good example is over by the quarry. Um, the commercial area over by the quarry, there's all those metal buildings there and there's different parcels of land. And I suspect that each parcel of land is what is the assessment is based on, not the buildings that are on the land. Well, we haven't talked about it and it's been contemporaneous, Uh, but what about, isn't that near the archery center? Is that where you're talking about? Yeah. Because they've they've opened the archery center and I haven't even been out to take a look at it or anything. Yeah. That's the, we used to call that the quarry. I don't know if it's still referred to, but that's back where they did the, the burning of, of the trees after the tornado. It's uh it's their self-storage there. There's office buildings mm-hmm. there, commercial buildings there, you know, like auto repair places, that sort of things. Um, kind of a gravel pit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's probably um, based on the parcels would, would be my guess, but I do not know for sure. Yeah. Is it fair to say that reserve property in the last year, that it, it's dramatically shrinking as Cooper is selling these properties? Or, I mean... It, how significant has the has the sell off of reserve properties been in the last year? Well, I don't think we're privy to everything. I mean, we see what we see by looking at public records or right. or, or hearing about. Um, so we don't know everything potentially that's been sold. Um, there could have been other parcels that we don't know about or we haven't been aware of um, or haven't been announced. Um, you know, because like our twenty nine acres, how would you know if we hadn't told you? Yeah, good point. You, you wouldn't. Right. Um, Unless you just sat there and, and watched transactions go. Is it a fair assumption though that Cooper is pretty intent and in it looks like they're pretty intent. Their holdings? Yeah, it looks like they're pretty intent on either raising cash or reducing their holdings or both. Um, and uh, you know that may accelerate towards the end or it may, may may tell off as all the good stuff gets picked out. Uh, who knows? I mean, they have some really, uh, as we pointed out on that previous video, they have some really small parcels that aren't good for very much. And, you know, do they end up giving those to the POA and making them common property or something? Yeah. There are several properties that are like acre, acre and a quarter or something like that, that are kind of orphans. I mean, Jeff, we were talking about the one over on Segovia uh, that backs up to the road and you kind of look at that and you go, 
what exactly would you do with that? And it might make a walking trail better or, but I don't think you could put a house on it. I mean, maybe you could, I don't know, but it's a, it's a very interesting spin. That's for sure. And I'll tell you what I personally think, and Randy, I kind of to the, your point, I think this is going to be a developing story for the next year. I think we're going to, as things sell and there's more that's up for sale. Uh, and it's funny, you know, Jeff, I see this, I see the properties as we go, but it doesn't look like it's listed on the MLS like usual, is it? Well, the, the one we bought was, um, mm-hmm. and we got a link from the realtor and um, they, the last I looked, there were other parcels available. Uh, not all the parcels they have were on that listing, but there were mm. a number, maybe 15 of yep. different parcels spread out all over the village uh, in places you wouldn't think uh, that I wouldn't think that was reserved property. You know, back yeah. they used to have those big maps and they showed reserved property, but and we just kind of took that as, okay, this is the reserve property, but there were small, smaller parcels that were not on those maps. And uh, yeah, a lot of them. And, and there were a lot of them. I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's one right on the number one green at Balboa Golf Course. Um, what? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's right there at the corner. It's right there on the corner. Um, <clears throat> first thing off the corner off of uh, Balearic Road, right there on the number one green. So if you would like a nice one-acre lot on Balboa number one green, go for it. Um, and that then right probably across- will only probably only take 15 to 20 gravel tr- trucks of, uh, of gravel to get it back up. Cause it is a little low right there. It is a little low, but I little checked it out. It's low. Not, it's the worst part is common property. Uh, the the yeah. actual where the lot is, is not bad itself. And then right across the street from that, between uh, that street and uh, Danville road, um, there's another reserve property. That's 15 acres or so there, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. right across Gamble yeah. Road on either side of Balearic, there's reserve property. And so it's all through the village. Um, Look at Randy. Look at Randy. He's been looking at the maps too. <laughs> well, he knows hey, where got, 15 acres is. Every time, you do a, every time you do a screen share, I'm like, I'm lost. So I'm tired of being lost. So I just thought I'd, I'd, stu- I'd study up. It, it is curious. It makes you wonder why they, why they picked what they picked to hold his reserve property. Well, something we'll ever know, but I mean, it seems so random. Well, and, and to, to, to use the term, and I've used this before, uh, the area between where trademark is right now, basically between Menorca and Balboa road, uh, pardon the term, but I've, I've more than one time called that the, the stretch marks of the village. Because at that time, they were growing so quickly and building stuff so quickly. Yeah. You know, they jumped over some places. And, Jeff, we, we talked about this. You know, there's some great lots in that in that uh, uh, Pamplona and uh, all that subdivision area there between Menorca and, and Balboa. There's some great home sites in there. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, isn't that where the, there's a thousand square foot minimum? So if you wanted to build a tiny home, a real home, not a trailer, you know, <laughs> you could put something smaller there. Uh, but but the reason I say that is that because uh, that's one of those areas, Randy, like just the Balboa corner we were talking about there. I suspect, you know, look at the the, the ashtray behind you. You know, that was going to be called Ponce Golf Course, and then they changed it to Balboa, and then, then they built Ponce on the north side. And, you know, there was a lot of flex and movement. And I imagine these were places that they just kind of skipped over, like, okay, we'll just reserve that for now. We may come back and make a, a tennis court there or something, you know. And they just never came back to it. As a matter of fact, yeah, there you go. There All right, right, for the audio, and, and for the the audio only that, audience, oh, describe what we're what I'm showing here. Randy is holding up an ashtray that I think is one of the funniest ashtrays in the village. It has 
every, is this the one with every lot? No, no, no. This is just the one basically from Lake Coronado back West. And in the Southeast corner of that looks perfect, Randy. It shows up great. There's just a big gray area. It says reserved for future property. And it calls the, what's now the Balboa golf course, the Ponce golf course. So things change. I mean, it's just, it just changes. You just don't know how it's going to work out. For example, one of my deals, and I hope this happens someday, the gravel pit you were talking about there, Jeff, the quarry, not far from there is Equestre. Well, they called it Equestre because they talked about having a horse center there, an equestrian center there. Didn't work out. May still someday. We never know. Now, David well, I'll tell you what, put, we wanted to cover. I'm sorry, Jeff. David Twiggs wanted to put an equestrian center back there. Really, back, right there? Back in 2011 is that, or 12, 12, I guess, 12 and 13. Yeah. Is that far from the, the uh, that is kind of a ways from the archery center though, right? It's not the same it, one. No, it's not the same place. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it okay. Could, actually, it may well, be, Dennis. I think you're right. It may be. Okay. Well, I just wanted to let you know that we will be following up on reserve properties. Thanks for tuning in again. That was one of our biggest episodes. Jeffrey, thank you for joining with us again for Hot Springs Village Inside Out and for Dennis Simpson and Mr. Randy Cantra and, <laughs> and Jeff Atkins. Thanks for joining us. Now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.